Williams hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the first and third podcast. This is our second episode. I'm joined once again by my co-host Virgil. Landon unfortunately could not make it for the beginning of the podcast. He may come into it at some point later. Uh, still waiting for an answer from him. But uh, nonetheless, we got a special guest today, John Bear. How's it going, John? Doing pretty good. Excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, John's a friend of Landon, um, so it's nice to know that we got other guys, friends of friends, that are baseball guys, so we can always have a guest or have someone who could step in, like times like this mm-hmm. where Landon can't make it, or Virgil can't make it, or maybe at some point I won't be able to make it. So um, we had an interesting week. Um, a lot's happened since we last talked to you guys. Um We've seen some stellar performances from all the teams. Uh, We've seen some not-so-good performances. Uh, Virgil, take me through what you found most intriguing this week. Um, So I think everyone's kind of figured it out. I root for the Mets. So um, from from watching them, the bullpen is an issue again, and so is the lineup, which the woes of New York sports – uh, i.e. Mets, Knicks, uh, whatever, all the other sports teams from New York that suck Islanders. besides the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, um, they're continuing this year, dropping two to the Red Sox, who, who look hot, mainly Christian Vasquez, but um, the whole team's looking pretty solid bullpen-wise. Um, I know Shane Bieber has had an excellent start of the season. Uh, Ooh, Shane Bieber. He's been definitely Cy Young material, probably going to win it at this point, considering what they only have 10 starts left. Um, no, but besides that, uh, it's been an interesting week, definitely. I'm excited to see how the season – because I think this next coming week – two weeks are going to really show you like who's going to be the top teams because all of the rust is kind of worn off and we're going to like see legitimately how good teams are and who's going to be in the top and who's going to be in the bottom. Very, uh, very true. I definitely a hundred percent agree with you there. Um, well, if we're coming out and saying what uh, teams we like, I mean, I kind of gave it away last episode and most people listening to this probably know, I won't give away Landon's team just because he's not here to speak on his behalf. But I will say that me and John are both New York Yankees fans. And uh, I know that we are the one of the most hated teams in baseball. Um, so definitely uh, always have a chip on your shoulder when you're a Yankees fan. Um, not really, but because we win. But in, in a say, we get... We're defensive. Yeah, we get crapped on a lot, um, and the stereotype for Yankees fans is, oh, 20, you know, 27 rings or, you know. 
all the times we brag about our rings and uh, all that. But we've had an interesting week um, in baseball uh, so far. I mean, if we're going to talk about the Yankees, we might as well just, you know, say what we think about them. But uh, I'm kind of – I'm not impressed 100% with them yet. I'd say I'm impressed. We've what had some – I just think we've – I mean, I think we've had some – shaky stuff with our bullpen a little bit uh oh, yes. trying out some you know different guys and i don't think they're really working out but we also do have some injuries and guys out with covid i mean chapman just came back so that's big tanaka should be back soon i mean he's not bullpen but he's still a pitcher yeah, um, i'm interested to see what happens with chapman if his velo is down like how how long it's going to take him to get back into the swing of things me too. Um, my thing with Chapman is it's like he's a very – he's to the point now where he's like I think lost in well and he's gotten a little more wild. Like he's he's all over the place somewhat now. Like there's times where I think he really tries to lose games for us <laughs> with the amount of times he walks guys late in games or um, – just misses pitches sometimes, but that's baseball. It happens, and there's nothing you can really do about it. Granted, he's he definitely isn't like he's definitely lost some, but you can definitely make the argument that he's still the best closer in the game. I wouldn't yeah. say best, but I'd say top. He's definitely at least top five, probably mm-hmm. top three. In my opinion, he's probably still the best, if not like one, two, something like that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, checking out the standings so far, we got – well, we'll start with the Aleys since they're always at the top. Um, so the Yankees are 4-1 and one currently. And, I mean, I know that's crazy for me to say, oh, I'm not super impressed, even though we've only lost one game. But at the same time, I just haven't seen us in our full swing. Like, we've been winning, but haven't been – it just, I'm just not like as a Yankees fan, we have high standards always, and there's nothing to be impressed about until I feel like we get to the postseason. I just hope that we're actually healthy for the short season. Me too. With the players that we do have out, I think you know we can still do extremely well. I just hope that someone like Aaron Hicks who is constantly injured, can actually stay healthy for, you know, the shortened season. Right. I hope a guy like Judge can stay healthy who's had some injuries in the past. Yeah, especially his. They're just so nagging, and they always come back. Oh, yeah. I got a little nervous last night when he – I think he dove on something. He did something. I don't know if he got plunked or what. I think he may have got hit in the ribs or something or – it may have been the other night, but mm-hmm. that rib injury he had from slamming into the wall, um, you know, it just makes you a little weary with um, when you see guys, you know, do things that look like they might have potentially, like, hurt something uh, or re-injured something. Yeah, it, it always makes you cringe a little. Mm-hmm especially the nature of baseball in the 60-game season because one injury, that's your whole season, basically. Right. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Got the uh, Yankees-Red Sox game on right now. Gio Urshela has homered as we speak. So uh, we are now up by another run. I believe the score is 3-1 now. Yeah, I think it's 3-1. I'm Uh, also very excited for the Yankees because we have just so much depth with all the guys that stepped up last year throughout all the injuries. We still have those most of those guys on roster, so our depth is insane. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's one thing that makes a good baseball team, and that's something that you need in a sixty-game season, and even in a full season, because sixty games is obviously shortened. But guys, I think have I think guys are more prone to be injured in a shorter season just because they're playing harder, might be playing mm-hmm. more, whereas like you can afford to give guys a day off. And a longer season. That's very true. Um, you know what? Actually, a team that's looked very good, though, uh, the Twins. I think that's your dark horse for this season. They the are... Twins are scary. The Twins scare the hell out of me. Well, when they go and add a bat like Donaldson on top of what they already had, um, definitely scary. They got a good mix of lefties and righty, uh, righties at the plate. Um I do think – I think Odorizzi's out at the moment. But when you got a lineup that can smack a ball every time they're up to the plate, and I mean, like, they're the Golden State Warriors of baseball, meaning, like, the Golden State Warriors, what are they – I mean, what have they been known for in the past? Three-pointers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the Twins are known for bombs, hitting home runs. Hitting mm-hmm. bombs, yes. Daddy hacks. Uh, as <laughs> Speaking of the twins, I saw 40-year-old Nelson Cruz yes, sir. hit two two bombs and a double. He's 40 years old, still the best, one of the best hitters in the a, in the whole league. I think he's the best DH as of right now. I agree with that. I agree with mm-hmm. that too. Yeah, I mean, um, 40 years old, still the best DH in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, baseball yeah. is like the one sport where you can realistically do that, besides obviously golf. But um, it's really impressive with these guys who are older. I mean, I guess Tom Brady is the one main example. I mean, uh, what's the word? Um, exception. But, like, that's just something you won't really see from a wide receiver or anyone but a quarterback in football. You won't really see that in basketball besides, like, the top-tier guys. I wouldn't – I'd say Nelson Cruz is very top tier, but he's not, like, trout level or someone of that caliber. Yeah, well, he's one-dimensional because of his – well, he's been one-dimensional his whole career, but as the older he got, the more and more he focuses on that one particular skill. Mm-hmm. Which is why he's DHing instead of playing first base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, moving on with the standings, though. Uh, continuing what we were saying, uh, Yankees are four and one, leading the East. Rays are trailing behind four and three. They're a little bit of a scary team. They've very good. They've always been a team that's been a thorn in the side of the Yankees consistently for years. Uh, we got the Red Sox looking three and four right now. Maybe they'll change that tonight. Hopefully not. Blue Jays are three and four. They got a lot to prove. Uh, don't think they're playoff caliber yet, but I do believe that they are a scary team to look out for I in the future. I think they got a dynasty making over there. I'm not going to lie. They might. 
Um, I actually, I did a thing the other day with my friends where we picked the playoffs, and I have the Blue Jays as my wild card number two team with the expanded playoffs. Because you look at those wild card two teams for the American League, and you're looking at the Twins, uh, the A's, I don't, and the Blue Jays mainly. And I don't know if the Blue Jays will be in. I'm sorry, I don't know if the A's will be in that position now because Trout just opted out for um, paternity leave, and yeah, he's not true. coming back. Yeah, I mean. In a short Boba season, and Vladdy Jr. are studs, mm-hmm. and then they still have that whole infield is just gross. I agree. Uh, talking about Trout, though, in a shortened season, it makes sense for uh, him to go out. I mean, this is probably the perfect time in his career for him to have this kid because it's a shortened season. Like, what does he really have to prove? He's Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, in my opinion, he's already one of, if not the GOAT. Um, there's never really been a player in like him that's faced this level of pitching. Because obviously, like, Babe Ruth has all the ac- accolades. But if you look at the qual- like the level of skill that it takes to play baseball now compared to back then when the pitchers were, like, in the high 80s compared to face- uh, facing 100 miles per hour, like, just the level of pure skill and athleticism it takes to play baseball now, I think that, in my opinion, like, we're watching the GOAT. And to see, like, it's a huge loss for baseball. But I think that it's sustainable this year compared to a year, like, last year, uh, next year. Agreed. Um, definitely true. Moving on to the AL Central, we got the Cleveland Indians up 5-2. to two. Two of those wins coming from Shane Beaver, which I'll talk about him later. Uh, we got the Minnesota Twins sitting at 4-2. and two. We've already kind of uh, talked about them a bit. They're scary. Uh, the Tigers are 4-3. and three. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I see much promise in them. Royals are 3-4. and four. They're still rebuilding. And the White Sox fell to 2-4. and four. And for a team that was hyped up as a – top contending team i mean they still they still can obviously it's early it's only they're i think they've only played six games they played one of the top four teams in baseball to be honest that's and they won one and two so besides that they're three and one uh what are they they're two and four they're uh so take away the two and one math doesn't work in my head sometimes yeah, uh, they're not as bad as the record is uh, showing right now. That's what I'm getting at. Right. They definitely got talent. Um, the Astros are sitting at 3-3. Three and three. The West looks kind of bleak right now. Astros are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Oakland's 3-3. Three and three. Seattle's sitting at 3-4. and four. Rangers are at 2-3. and three. Angels are sitting at 2-5. and five. But, uh, I mean, that's a little surprising. But, like you said, mm-hmm. Trout's going out and... You know, they don't really have a lot of other guys. I mean, Otani's good, but he's having issues on the mound. Pujols is old. Big time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pujols is old. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Um, Moving on, we got the Miami COVID-19s. I mean, the (laughs) Miami Marlins. Uh, We will also talk about them um, pretty soon here. Uh, The Marlins are 2-1. and I don't know why... 
they have them sitting on top of the division. Uh, winning cause... percentage. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's and true. honestly, I mean, they might be the best team in that division <laughs> uh, besides the Braves, but the Braves just got whooped by the Rays, so. Actually, right. did they win? Did they split that series? Um. Wait, did they split this? I don't know this if they did or not. They might have. I'll check real quick. But, I mean, that, like, the Rays whooped them in home. Yeah, so they actually split that series. So, I mean, the Braves are probably the best team in that division. Well, they are the best team in that division still. So, um, right. That's a division that's been underperforming, though. I mean, the Phillies are, and Miami's obviously ha- haven't been able to play. Uh, but Atlanta, the Mets, and Washington have been underperforming, to say the least. Agreed. Um, the Phillies, for some reason, have all this talent, yet they continue to underachieve. Uh, you go out and you sign Harper. It's obviously huge. Um, you get Romuto. You have Gregorius now, which that's a huge pickup. And mm-hmm. he's playing for his former manager, Joe Girardi. Um, which is even better for him as a player and for morale. Um, mm. And he just adds a lot of pop to their bat, or pop to their uh, lineup is what mm. I meant to say. Um, but they, they're a team that has so much capability, but they continue to underachieve. Um, and I don't really know exactly why, and I don't have an exact answer on that. Yeah, like, do we know if it's really a, a lineup thing or maybe it's, like, a, a a pitching aspect that they just can't hang? Well, they added pitching. pitching, too. They added Wheeler. They grossly overpaid Wheeler, in my opinion. Oh, for but, sure. Um, like, they added – they've addressed the issues. And it's kind of weird because historically teams that throw money at players haven't really performed that well. Um, there was the one team, like the team that the Marlins put together a few years back. Um, that team. Or the Blue Jays team back mm-hmm. in like 2014? Yeah. Uh, recently in history, uh, teams that have just tossed money at players haven't performed, which I think kind of shows that as big as the home run and the star power names have gone, small ball is still very real in baseball. And I think that the small ball teams sometimes perform better. And, like, look at the A's, for example. I'm sorry. Yeah, the A's. Um, like, they've always been a small market, small ball team. And they're probably going to either take that division or be second in that division. So, it's just food for thought. Uh, I, I, I agree with you slightly. Um, I definitely think with the more... Uh expensive teams are that less and less they pay attention to the small stuff mm. so like uh defense and you know most of the time uh sometimes it's a little different but most of the time their bullpens are lackluster and then they, end up, they just don't uh cohesively go together and that's usually why they struggle mm-hmm. um chemistry is a huge factor in baseball and it's overlooked all the time um, and I think that's like the smaller teams have more chemistry because it's like that team is getting together 
to put like two play the best that they can compared to other teams where it's just like big name, money, money, and there's a lot of conflicting personalities that's like I want the spotlight, I want the spotlight, and I think that can happen a lot of the time. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. Um got the NL Central. Chicago Cubs are sitting at four and two. Not really surprising. Got a decent team. Milwaukee Brewers are three and three. St. Louis is sitting at two and three. Cincinnati sitting at two and four. And Pittsburgh sitting at two and four. Uh in the Cardinals defense, uh they did have to play the Twins. And that's a tough team to play, especially with the amount of power they got. Mm-hmm. Um, not taking a stab at the pitching of St. Louis, just saying that oh, yeah. I think the bats definitely overmatched them. I think that team's bats um, outmatched most rosters, if not all, pitching-wise. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Um, so in the NL West, we got... The Dodgers sitting at five and two. San Diego sitting at five and two. Colorado sitting at four and one. San Francisco sitting at three and four, and Arizona sitting at two and five. Mm-hmm. I love so, these. I always have because I'm a, just a huge fan of Nolan Arenado. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But they've always disappointed me. So um, no pitching. Yeah, they just never, ever address that problem. Which I understand because pitching in cores is ridiculously hard. You're not going to get any pitchers wanting to go there, really, because their numbers are always going to go up. And that's going to hurt in the long term when it comes to contracts and money and all that stuff. But And obviously, like, you can take Jacob deGrom and his numbers are going to go up. So why would... Uh, just like a random pitcher whose numbers are average, want to go there when his when he's going to probably be a below average pitcher out um afterward. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but still, like if they want to win and mm-hmm. actually surround, they have to surround Arenado with a decent cast of like. We got players. story. Story is great, but obviously that's not enough yeah. because they missed the playoffs last year. And the year before that, they were a wild card team and got their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those teams that are always on the cusp, but never seem to be able to really put it together. There's a lot of those teams, like uh, the Rays fell apart the one off uh, the one year they had to play like a World Series chance. Um, yeah. And that's like because Colorado is a relatively small market. So I think that's just more of the small market, big market divide where Colorado can't splurge on those positions because they need to, like, you need to keep Arenado, you need to keep Story, and that doesn't leave that much money left for the smaller guys. Like, um, Have they extended Story yet, or is he still arbitrary? Um, not sure. I know they're planning on it, definitely, but... If they have yet, I'm not entirely sure. Whatever, he, whenever he does get an extension, it's gonna be big bucks. Yes, not as big as Arenado, I don't think, but 
it'll be up it'll definitely be up there and i think that honestly the monkey bets contract is going to have a backlash on them because he's going to be like well look what monkey got i want something not as that high but something similar because he is that type of player for that team yeah every single year uh you're just going to get a new contract that's just ridiculous every single year that there's a star player Mm -hmm. They're all going to be asking, oh, well, I'm this good, so I should be compensated, and I should be being paid more than so-and-so. Yeah, which is why those big market teams who always just shell out money are going to always have the advantage, because when the big con- when the contracts for average players start reaching $100 million, the small market teams just can't afford that, and the big market teams can Wait, and like we're all fans of big market teams, um, but like so we get that luxury. I mean, the Mets spend like a small market team, but when it comes down to it, they have enough money to splurge. Um, so I think we've always gotten that luxury of well, my team can get this player, so I don't really care if the market is um, inflated. But I think it's something that uh, Major League Baseball is going to definitely have to look at in the coming years because it's going to be yeah. a, it's a problem now and it's going to be a bigger and bigger problem. Well, with the like the um, NBA did a couple of years ago when they got that new TV deal mm-hmm. and everybody got those inflated inflated contracts. I feel it's going to be similar to that because we're going to have to re uh, the uh, the players like little contracts. Yeah, the negotiation. Have that. Yeah, that comes up, that expires this year. In a, yeah, this year. So they're going to have to figure all that stuff out. And especially with how strained the relationship is right now, mm-hmm. how awful Rob Manfred is at his job, we'll see what happens. Yeah, he is the probably second worst man, uh, second worst uh, what, commissioner of sports behind Roger Goodell because. God bless his soul, Roger Goodell is the worst manager, I'm sorry, commissioner, probably ever. So at least we don't have to deal with him. Yeah, Rob Manfred is a complete and utter moron. (laughs) And I believe that this sound sums him up in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. You suck, (laughs) you jackass. So, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about you, Rob Manfred, and I hope you heard that. <laughs> I hope he's listening uh, to this, to be honest, too. Rob Manfred, if you're listening to this, come on the show, uh, please. Come on the show. We don't mean what we're saying about you. Um, not at all. Promise. Please, sir. Definitely not. Please come on the show. Uh, big news, guys. Uh, this just dropped. Um, well, it didn't just drop, but it's big news to me because I just saw it. So the MLB and the Players Association agreed to a seven-inning mm-hmm. um, – It's they referred to it as a seven-inning twin bills. Uh, mm-hmm. And that basically means – so in the interest of playing uh, – of the player health and the safety, the MLB decided that they were going to um, make both doubleheader games in the um, situation of having to have a doubleheader – Seven innings uh, for the length. I don't really have a starting. I don't either. I've seen hate on. There's no reason. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be hate on it. There was hate on a 
shortened season, which makes no sense because the fact that there's people who wanted to see a full season be played um, mm-hmm. from the time it resumed, that's just baseball traditionalists for you, and they're nuts. And there's a difference between wanting to keep certain things in baseball the way they are and wanting to keep things traditional, but then there's also people who take everything to the extreme. And we find that in everything, not just baseball. Mm-hmm. We just find that in life in general. But there are just idiots out there who oh, would it, probably yeah. say that this is something stupid. But if you're going to have a shortened season, you might as well alter as many rules as you can and try things out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is the best time for them to try things out. It's true. And uh, I think this is a good move for them. Um, it says once the visiting team has made 15 ounce five innings and the home team is leading or once the home team has made 15 ounce, regardless of the score, um, it said it'll remain the same. I don't know what that meant. Maybe I read it. So if the home team is winning, then the game is over. I don't know if that's what they're trying to say. That sounds very weird. I probably read it wrong, so don't quote me on that, guys. The gist uh, I got of it was it's just seven, it's seven innings doubleheader. Yeah, so if it comes to the point where we have to play a doubleheader, both games will be seven innings long. Yeah. Essentially is what mm-hmm. the I, gist of that is. I personally like it. I, it's less taxing for the players. and But I have seen some backlash on it. Uh, I saw something, I think, earlier today. It was like, we're a juice box away from being a, a travel ball. And I thought that was funny, but I disagree <laughs> with that. I disagree with that too, because people need to come to their senses and realize that this is not a normal year and that things are going to be different and they're not, it's, it's a shortened season. Like just have fun with it. Okay. Great. Um, I do not like the, uh, the new, extra innings rule with the ghost runner on second. I, hate I really that. dislike that. I dislike it immensely. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, mainly because it screwed over the Mets. But um, I saw Mike Clevenger on on uh, Twitter talk about it, and I completely, completely agree with him. Like, it's so much harder. He's, he was talking about with the ghost runners on second, their game they lost. The guy, they literally didn't even do anything. All they did was move them around with sacrifices. And he was complaining about how hard it is, which is totally true, how hard it is to get someone on second base as is against the back end of a bullpen. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that you're going to have a base runner move like that on the back end of a bullpen. Unless you're facing the Mets, of course. Yikes. Shout out <laughs> to Edwin Diaz. The reason I cried oh, myself to sleep every night. Smiling gets me every time. Uh, it, it pains me. The uh, misery never ends for you, Virgil. No, it doesn't. Hey, well, now you know how I felt when El Tuve smacked a freaking no, backdoor slider. No, you will never oh, send us to the world. You will never understand funny. the pain of a Mets fan. Like, okay, girls out there, if you if you're complaining about loyalty, date someone who likes a shitty sports team. Because let me tell you. They will stick through anything, and they will always come back optimistic as hell. 
just to get screwed over by the team every single season. That hurts. That's my little rant on how much that's hurt me every year. Girls, if you're looking for a uh, cocky douchebag to date, um, be a Red Sox fan. What? Nah. Mm. Date a Red Sox fan. No, Red Sox fans date aren't a horrible. Red Sox fan. Uh, I mean, you guys have a different uh, experience, but historically, the Mets only have good things against the Red Sox. I mean, Yankees fans are we're pretty we're pretty bad. Uh, we're not nice people, but but we're not the Red Sox. That is so. There's that. There's that. You guys at um, least have success. Yeah, we have. I mean, granted, we didn't we didn't have a super long streak of not winning a single World Series for a long time. So there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, someone can turn around and be like, "We didn't buy our rings," but I'm not even going to get into that because that's a whole other conversation for another day. Um, but to recap all this, do I like it? Uh, I like it. It's okay. Do I like the Ghost Runner thing? Don't like that, and I don't like it for the exact reasons why you guys described because it's just ridiculous to give someone such an advantage. But I guess if that's what the league wants to do and that's what they voted on, I'm not going to complain because, hey, we got baseball. That is true. For now, because the Marlins are trying to F everything up Uh, for everyone. Yeah. So I, I guess let's just dive right into that. Um, today yeah. there was a report on how Manfred told uh, Manfred basically went up to the MLB MLBPA and said, "If you guys don't get uh, to be perfectly blunt, if you guys don't get your shit together, we're stopping the season." Which I saw a lot on a lot of hate on Manfred. But to completely honest, I think that's the one thing he's done recently that like requires brains and like. And I give him props for it because, I mean, to say that takes balls because you know you're going to get crapped on by the entirety of baseball. But I think he's right. Um, The Marlins, they found out that it was someone who decided to go clubbing. And, of course, it's the Marlins because they don't give a crap because the way they see it, this season's just a wash waiting for all the young talent to come up. But um, That's the way they see every season since 2003. Since 2003, guys, that's the way they've seen every season. Because what have they done since 2003? Um, I will say, though, I will say, though, um, they did beat the Yankees in 2003. Still trying to wrap my head around that. Oh, and that's, looking at the amount of pl- that's players we had. Yeah, I don't like the Marlins. The only reason I like them is because Derek Jeter is their owner. That's about it. But, I don't like that because Derek Jeter used the Marlins as a farm system for the Yankees for a little bit before people started catching on and were like, no, 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 <laughs> you can't do that. Well, I mean, what did you expect? That's such like a – that's like how much you want to bet him and like Cashman were in a meeting at some point at the end of Jeter's career and they're like, hey, Jeter, uh, what's your plans after baseball? He's like, I don't know, maybe be an owner. And then – you know, the Steinbrenners and uh, Cashman are like, hmm, how can we foster more talent? Oh, I know. Let's have Jeter by the Mets. Or, sorry, guys. Uh, did, wrong M team. Let's have Jeter by the Marlins. 
Yeah, let's and... give him a little cash on the side. Just be like, oh, yeah, Jeter just walked into this. <laughs> Who even knows what the heck happened there? Um, this is It's all speculation if we get into that oh, at yeah. that point. But for real, man, um, it's not surprising. It is definitely upsetting. I was really upset when I heard the base news and thought baseball was just going to get canceled right then and there. I'm going to be really upset if it ends up getting canceled, but I'm gonna, I mean, to be honest with you, expect it to be canceled. Um, as crappy as the situation that this is, expect it to be canceled. Um, MLB, <clears throat> screw you for not using the bubble system, which has shown it, it works. Uh, just look at hockey and basketball as perfect examples. Zero COVID cases, and now they're going to have the rest of their seasons. But, oh, God forbid the baseball players go into a bubble. Well, to be honest with you, I know the reason why the Players Association wouldn't want to vote on that is because I guess they didn't want to be away from their families. Which I understand, but you're and, getting paid 100 Well, some of those guys are getting paid $100 million to be away from their families. And, like, my dad's away from the family. He's not getting paid a hundred million. I can tell you that. So, like from my, from my uh, point of view, it's like you guys are taking hundred. A lot of it's not just mine. A lot of people's point of views is you are taking a hundred million dollar contracts, and you're like, oh, this isn't enough. I don't care. You know. Right. No, it makes sense. I understand where you're coming from, but uh. You know, regardless of what happens, uh, we'll still keep making this podcast and mm-hmm. we'll find a way to uh, bring you guys entertainment regardless. So we're going to hope for the best and um, kind of just go from there. But uh, moving on with everything, um, let's get into our players of the week. My player of the week, I'm going to just get it started to kick off. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Shane Bieber. Holy crap. Holy crap, guys. Shane Bieber has gone out and done something that we haven't seen before and probably something that no one expected from Shane Bieber. I mean, he ties the record from no strikeouts in two games. Um, and I think he did it both against the... Were they both against the Twins? Mm, I don't think so. No, no, no. His second, his second was this first one. I forget who they played. Um, he made it was it was uh, Thursday night uh, against the Twins. It was the second start of the season. He threw eight shutout innings, um, only gave up three hits, had no walks. He struck out thirteen batters, and that combined it. It combined with his um, fourteen strikeouts on opening day, which tied him with Carl Spooner. Uh, for the most strikeouts through two starts in a season mm-hmm. since 1901. So yeah, I'm looking at it right the now. The list 14 Ks through six innings. That's insane. I mean, it's unheard. Right. Of. Mm-hmm. Um. So the rest of the top five in that category were it was Spooner, um, Kurt Schilling in the 2000s. Two season uh, had twenty six strikeouts in two games. Vince Velasquez had twenty five uh, back in twenty sixteen in two games, and Nolan Ryan back in nineteen seventy eight 
had 25 it's great as company. well. That's amazing company, uh, especially Kurt Schilling, even though he's a notable, not nice person. Um, he's still one of the, one of the best pitchers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, Bieber went out and he helped Cleveland staff uh, to make history. They became the first team ever to have their starters strike out 10 plus batters four times through seven starts. Um, so he's delivered 14 shutout innings to begin the season. Uh, he's only given up seven hits and he's walked one. So he's sporting a 0.00 RA and a 27 strikeout to walk ratio. Mm-hmm. And that's only in two starts. That's only in two starts, guys. So, you know, whether the season we played or not the rest of the year uh, to completion. Just give them the side. Um, to allow for awards to be handed out uh, as it stands, he's probably the legitimate contender for the Cy Young. I wouldn't say contender. I would say just like winner because there's no one else that's pitched even close to him, um, American League or National League. We'll see how uh, Garrett Cole does. No, he gave up a hit. A, he gave up a hit to the Royals. No, he, he is not eligible nope. to win any he, awards. He's given up hits to. Did you say Royals or Orioles? Orioles. You cut out. Oh, okay, you said Orioles. All right. Yeah, that's this. It's inex- yeah, it's unacceptable. <laughs> he made the uh, Bieber made the Twins look silly, and we just were hyping them up earlier about how good their lineup is. Oh, well, it's so. a. Like a lot of big home run guys, lots of strikeouts, and he took advantage big time. Yeah, I mean he places the fastball wherever he wants it. He's you know he's able to set up his breaking stuff. Uh, On Thursday he threw about thirty four curveballs. It says according to Statcast and thirty out of it says of those thirty four six were called strikes. And another nine uh, generated whiffs. So not bad. Yeah, his whole repertoire is just, like, it's very well-balanced. He has that hammer of a curveball, and then he has that four-seamer that's, like, 95-plus, sometimes can get into that 98 range, that he just pounds top of the zone. And then he has branches off of that four-seamer, where he can have a little changeup that goes down and that, down and away, and he has a little cutter or slider that cuts in a little bit, and then he has that hammer. He just throws it out there and can't do much about it. Mm-hmm. Right, John. Uh, who is your player of the week? All right, I did a position player and a and pitching. Pitching, I think. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I did Shane Bieber as well. Because right, insane. I have a little bit of you know ill will towards him because I feel like he, not purposefully, but I feel like he sh- uh, shoved uh, Trevor Bauer out of the way at the end there in Cleveland, which I have a I'm the kind of salty about, but I still like the dude. Not his fault. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for my position player, I did John Carlos Stanton. Um, he's hitting. 500 right now and that's before the Red Sox game today so I don't know how much that changed but he was hitting 500 granted we did have two games against the Orioles oh shoot yeah 
Uh, the Mets are winning eight to two. I just checked. Sorry about that. Um, Stanton is going over three, so you kind of jinxed him. But um, so I guess I'm hitting some moonshots mm-hmm. too. So pretty happy. About that. So for my player of the week, I'm gonna since you guys kind of well took mine with Shane Bieber, I'm gonna go a different direction. I'm gonna give it to Nelson Cruz. Um, I mean. The, basically, just based off that two home run game, I have him on my uh, home run derby team, so that was huge for me. So I will be in debt for him if the season continues. But um, just like for someone to continue at that level when they're forty, like we were talking about before, it, it like you just got to give it to him, uh, whether you hate the twin, uh, yeah. Whether you hate them or love them, like you just got to give props to that. Like when CC Sabathia would go out and pitch phenomenally for the Yankees last year, it's like I hate the Yankees, but at the same time, it's just like props to complete props to you. That's like phenomenal. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm seen here. I just uh, was going through everything, and I just saw on Twitter that MLB actually gave. Um, Nelson Cruz, Player of the Week. Hey, so I'm in line with MLB. That's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really. Uh, I guess. I mean, what game? What what game was that? Do we know that game that uh, he just that was like four days ago? Yeah, I mean, it's a great, great game. Mm-hmm. Watching people mash is just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when it means so much to, I mean, like, a lot of these guys who, I, there's been a lot of rusty bats, but especially with runners in scoring position, uh, and runners in scoring position. So to see guys come up with these clutch hits, especially this year, has been really exciting. I'd agree with you there. Definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that was our players of the week. Definitely might change week to week. Um, well, we might not even have a season next week. Who knows? Let's hope our guys can figure it out. Cough, cough, violence. Uh, yes, you guys especially. Um, moving on to our power rankings. Uh, we did a little bit of posting on Instagram to kick it off, uh, we are going to just, for podcast sake, we're just going to go through our top 10. Because if I sat here and gave you guys all 30 teams and gave us gave you guys explanations, we'd be here all night. So we're going to go through our top 10. And um, maybe you guys agree, maybe you won't. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Um, all right. So kicking it off at number 10. I am going to say my number 10, and you guys can disagree with me here, but the number 10 team, I would say, is the Oakland Athletics, and I would say, you know, they they definitely have some decent pitching. Um, they got an all-star closer in Liam Hendricks. Uh, Matt Olson is able to add some pop to their lineup. Uh, Marcus Semien's a pretty good 
contact guy. Um, they definitely got some decent pitching, and they got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that they are definitely a team to watch out for, and that is why I awarded them the number 10 spot. I respect that. Uh, I think they're definitely a sleeper team. I have them, I'd have them a little up, on, to be honest, uh, especially with the Astros struggling so much against the Dodgers. But, um, which, I mean, that was, I mean, I like the Dodgers. I'm sorry, I like the Astros because I have family on the Astros. But for a lot of baseball fans, I know that was a very exciting series and loved the outcome. Right. Um, all right. Number nine. Who would you uh, award that to, Virgil? Um, number nine. Uh, let me just look at this. Standings here, honestly, um, Colorado. Uh, they are four and one right now. They've been very, very good. I don't know if that's going to hold up. That's just why they're number nine instead of uh, top five. To be honest, if that holds up by next week, then they're definitely going to be up there. Um, that is, I think, the best winning percentage outside of the Yankees. Yeah, in baseball. So, props to the Rockies. I hope they carry on and continue their dominance. Uh, I don't know if they will, but good luck to them. I wish them all the best because I root for them on the side when it comes to that division. Fair enough. Uh, Moving on to number eight. John, I'll let you get this one. Uh, At eight, I really have – it was a toss-up between the Nats and the Braves. I feel like – those two teams are pretty evenly matched, especially since the Nats have lost Rendon, which was a, a, a huge amount of offense that they lost. And the Braves, um, they're just a good team all around. They, they're still pretty young. They just have to put it all together. But they're on the cusp. I know last year that I thought they were going to beat the Nats in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, they had a really good, solid team last year. I mean, yeah, they were surprised because they came from the wild card. Um, But I also do think the Braves um, are another team that's going to be right up there with them um, in the postseason, if we have a postseason, because of the fact that they're just, you know, they got young talent. Um, the pitching's not completely all there 100% yet. But then again, I mean, they're a developing team. And we do know in postseason baseball, pitching is typically what wins ball games. If you got a solid core of pitching and your guys are lights out, it's pretty much game over for a lot of teams. Because we get into the postseason, and there's so many good teams and you see teams who had such great regular seasons just like crumble, and it's typically due to their tip, like their pitching rotation. Because well, the, yeah, the name of the game is score runs don't get and don't get scored on. People that have the better pitching staff are going to be able to control the runs more efficiently, and whatever they leak out on offense, whatever they can get. 
is what they can get, and that'll, you know, help them win the ball game. But if they can control run, like run prevention, that's the number one thing, especially in playoff atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yep, I definitely agree there. Uh, moving on to number seven, I am going to throw the Houston Astros in at number seven. Um, they took two or three to start against the Mariners, but they did lose Justin Verlander for an extended period of time due to a forearm strain. That's definitely a serious, a serious blow to their uh, title hopes. And their rotation was already a question mark because of the fact that Garrett Cole went to the Yankees. And honestly, Wade Miley just adds uncertainty because he's never really been mm-hmm. reliable, in my opinion. And Granky struggled, too. He definitely has um, struggled in Boston a little bit and has had his uh, fair share of struggles. I think he was in Baltimore at one point. Mm. But he um, definitely adds uncertainty to their team. But I'd give them the number eight spot. Maybe these people would put them in a better position, but I just see them as number eight. Um, yeah, I have them a tiny bit higher, but not much. My thing is it's like I'm not going to – pander to them because they were in the World Series last year. Like, yeah, was that cool? It was cool. Good for them, whatever. But obviously, what's happened around them and their drama Mm -hmm. and everything they've done, regardless of whether it's in the past or not, I mean, they, I just think they deserve this spot and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, I I mean, I think, like, the Nationals won the World Series last year. It's most people watching this now. Um, and I wouldn't have them. And I don't have them in the top 10 right now. Um, I think that it was kind of a freak year for the Nationals last year. Um, as much as I hate them, I'm happy for them that they got that championship because um, the hatred towards Harper is a little strong. So seeing Harper have the say bring the uh bring a championship to Washington and then Washington fulfilling the prophecy, uh to uh, it's it's kind of poetic, but I think that last year, especially with the how weird the season is, I don't think you can really take last year's success and bring it into this year's power rankings because a lot of the teams haven't been performing. A lot of new teams have. So it's just kind of um, whack right now. Right. I mean, it's a new season. So mm-hmm. every season brings something new. Um, all right. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, the top five, Virgil, hit us with your number six. All right. Um right. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Uh, I think you could put them a little bit higher, but um, they've been pretty good. They, uh, besides the last two that they dropped in Atlanta, um, they've been rock. <clears throat> I'm sorry, rock solid. Um, I'm really excited to see how they perform going into the future. I, well, as long as the future happens, but um, they should be a good team. I think they'll take the the um, second spot in the AL East with the added playoffs. So they should probably, they'll definitely be, oh my God, I can't speak. Uh, They'll definitely be a postseason team. 
and they're definitely going to be higher in the rankings as the season goes on, especially since their pitching's been pretty dominant. And I'm just really, oh my lord, I'm really excited to see how they do in the future. Virgil, are you having a stroke over there? <laughs> um, probably. I mean, I just can't believe that the Mets are winning, and it's just that shocking. <laughs> it's honestly just that shocking that I can't. I can't think straight. Fair enough. All right, getting into the nitty gritty, we got the top five. Uh, mm-hmm. John, kick us off at number five. Um, at five, I have the Astros, but right ahead of them, we've already since we've already talked about the Astros. Uh, I have the Indians right above them. Really? Yeah, I I have the Indians have surprised me a lot. I really thought they were going to be in middle of the pack team, mm-hmm. but with but with uh the shortened season and Shane Bieber doing what he's doing and then their lineup is not overachieving but it's definitely doing a little bit better than we thought mm-hmm. i think that right now they're in a better position than the Astros that could change a couple of weeks from now but as of right now i think the Indians are better than the Astros Okay, bold statement, very bold statement, but I respect it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, you know, it's, I gotta hold back my uh, disdain for the Astros when I'm talking about them because I, mean, <laughs> I just can't stand them. But I kind of agree there, sort of say. Um, I do think the Astros are a little better lineup wise. But like we said, it's a new season, and uh, it's a different year. It's not 2019. It's 2020. Clearly it is, because let's face it, 2020 sucks. Agreed. Um, Other than that, though, uh, moving on to number four. At the four spot, I got the – at the four spot, did we already – so we already said the Braves, right? Yeah, you have the Braves that high. Right. Um, at the hey. – f- so at the four spot, uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins. Okay. Uh, all choice, all choice. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we talked about their offense – I wonder um, who you have ahead of them, to be honest. Really? I mean, it's obvious what two of them are, but the other one, I'm curious. I mean, obviously, he's in the Dodgers are above them, but who who else? I'll just come out and say it. I mean, four, three, two, one are would so twins up. Um, twins at we're at four, right? Or we're at yeah, yeah. So twins at four, uh, number three I'd say would be the Nationals. Wow. Really? Yeah, I do think so. They were pretty much at the bottom of mine. I'm not gonna lie. Number two, I would say, would be the. God, man, two and one, such a toss up. Because I mean, I don't, I do. Are the Yankees number one? Are the Dodgers number I would, one? I, I say anybody Dodgers. was talking to me about power rankings, I would not complain if they had the Dodgers number one. I would not complain. I wouldn't either if, because holy crap, man! Like, look at their team. It's gross. It's disgusting. 
pitching lineup. I mean, they still have talent, young talent. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Walker Bueller is the next, you know, face of baseball. Calling it now. Really? Okay. Walker, I love Walker Bueller. I like love him that. too. I don't know if I'd say face of baseball. I definitely say top five pitcher within the next. I love his years. attitude. I love the way he pitches. I like like his build. He's skinny and throws absolute gas. Love it. All right. I respect uh, that. Uh, I'm not that high on him, but I mean, I respect it too. I'd say he's definitely going to be up there when it comes to prospects. Well, not prospects because he's in the league, obviously. I mean, considering he's already in the talks for um, a Cy Young, mm-hmm. it's only up. I think he can only go up from here. Last year, he did fantastic in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that, I mean, obviously, you're going to have some pitchers that are still not, uh, like, they're still going to be up there, um, like Jacob DeGrom. So he's, he's going to be up there for a while. Uh, I think yeah. that he's probably going to be the next big young arm that's coming out of baseball that people are going to be talking about as that top pitching pro- um, pitching player in baseball. In that cold to ground debate. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, like I said, these two are interchangeable. I mean, we can probably just leave it at that because I, I just can't. I guess power I'll, rankings, yeah. I'll say it. Um, I think it goes Yankees-Dodgers because the Yankees haven't played those extra games and the Yankees also haven't uh, had to play the Astros. And that's going to be a huge game for the Yankees. Yep, definitely. Uh, we talked about that last week, um, about how big of a game that would be in the postseason. Or just, oh, well, I get, yeah, they're not playing this. Uh, It's really exciting to see who's going to come on top. I really just want to see those two teams in the World Series, (laughs) to be honest. I just want to see that. Me too, man. It'd be an absolute bombshell. Yeah, and I just want them to wear those Players Weekend uniforms the whole entire time. Really? You (laughs) like All black and all white? Oh, they're so freaking great. That's con- that's like- a controversy. That's a really bold take because a lot you of You didn't people- like the all-black Yankee jerseys? Oh, uh, well, goodness. first of all, I don't like any Yankee jersey. <laughs> but um, <laughs> now, like, I saw I saw a lot of hate towards them is all I'm trying to say. Like, um, the Mets, I like the Mets ones basically on Pete Alonso because Polar Bear Pete and then the whiteout jersey was a uh, cute touch to say. Um... But I saw I just saw a lot of hate on them, so I wasn't real. I wasn't like too crazy about them, but I think they were decent. I wasn't high on them either. Um, but I mean, yeah. everyone likes what they like, and that's the mm-hmm. beauty of opinion. All right, so that wraps up our power rankings. Um, like I said, we had some more in depth conversations about it on our Instagram page. Mm. Um, Landon. Uh, is great about talking about the power rankings. Uh, I am not as much. <laughs> uh, we are definitely missing you on this episode, bud. Um, sorry that we back. could not. Sorry that we could not record at another date. Um, Landon was on vacation, um, so we had to just make time and figure out when it was going to be good. And we thought we had times, and then 
I wasn't sure if Virgil was good to record, and I wasn't sure when I was good to record, and you know, mm. but we're here. We got an episode, and there we go. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk about something else that happened this week because it's been on everyone's mind. And I also want to uh, go over um, questions like we typically do at the end of episodes. We did it at the end of last episode, and we want to continue to do it um, at the end of every episode. Uh, we think it's a nice way to wrap things up. You know, I love it. Questions. I like it too. Yeah, I I like being able to interact with our fans and our fan group. Um, I didn't state it at the beginning of the episode, um, but if you haven't already done so, which I think most of you are, go check out the Instagram page. Please check out the Instagram page um, at first underscore, or is it dot? I think it's dot. It's first. No, no, hold on. Hold on. I got to know my own brand here, guys. (laughs) First underscore and underscore third dot baseball. That's first underscore and underscore third dot baseball. You can find this podcast on Anchor, which is what we're currently recording on. Great apps. Or Mm -hmm. you can find it on Spotify, which I think for most people, they like to listen on Spotify. I, Um, for some reason, I couldn't find it on Spotify. I think I'm just incompetent. But, like, I searched it up and some other podcast was coming up. So, if that continues to be a problem, I'll, like, look into it. But I saw other people were fine, like, trying to find it. So, for now, we're just going to ignore it unless it becomes a future issue. Right. I um I was able to find it. So, That's maybe good. it's just some people can't. Um. So getting into what I said was on most people's minds. Um, holy crap! Did we have some fireworks go down in Houston? Oh, uh, yes. that was fun to watch. <laughs> you had to, you had to know it was coming. Am I a big Joe Kelly guy? I wasn't at first, but I am now. Yes, definitely. And I the whole am reason not, why I, I will stay not. The whole reason why I wasn't a big Joe Kelly guy was for what he pulled. Um, throwing in at Tyler Austin a few years ago, but who cares about Tyler Austin? Because he's not even a Yankee anymore. Um, but that was pretty nice to see a brawl between the Yankees and the Red Sox a few... Was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Just to uh, see it, because we haven't we hadn't seen one in a while at that point. Um, but nothing... I think the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry is definitely, like, diffused itself. It's definitely not the same as it was in the... Uh, early 2000s with all that talent we had combining yeah, and going uh, at each other. With, I feel like it's a timing thing. Like, both the teams Yankees have to be good. And, yeah, both you, exactly. The, the Red Sox aren't very good right now. The Yankees are on top of the game. And then when the Red Sox were good, we weren't, like, insane. Right now. Mm-hmm. Back in the 2000s, early 2000s, but those, the Red Sox and the Yankees were, like, Top five, both at the same time. Yeah. Um, they had amazing players. Each team was like a replica of each other, practically. Yeah. And both um, teams spent insane amount of money. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Two big market teams and big market things. But, um, yeah, Joe Kelly. Wow, not surprising. Um, what made it all better was afterwards when he – Made that face, which oh. is now the new meme. Oh. 
Oscar worthy. <laughs> um, Rose, do you got anything to say about what transpired in Houston? Um, so, to, uh, just a disclaimer: I'm second cousins with the person that was um happened to have the incident with Joe Kelly, Carlos Correa. Um, that which is one of my two claims to baseball. Well, one of my three claims to baseball. But um, so I'm obviously going to show bias towards the Astros. Um, I'm happy that Kelly got suspended the eight games. Um, just because. Thank you. Thank you. No, so hear me out. When you're talking about. Um, you're talking about someone's health. Like, so baseball is different in the fact that you are throwing a small ball, a between 100 and 80 miles per hour at someone's head that we've seen it multiple times that can realistically kill you. So I think that there are other ways besides throwing at someone, uh, that can get the point across. Uh, that's really just been my issue. I just don't like the throwing because I just don't like throwing at people. I just don't like the throwing at people because like you have the, uh, that like that brings in serious health issues. Like Alonso the other day, uh, yesterday got hit in the wrist and that's his whole season. Uh, did, did the Astros completely make a mockery out of themselves and do they deserve to be like um, attacked? I don't like not attacked, but like verbally abused. Yes. Do they deserve to be hit? In my opinion, no. Obviously, other people think yes, but that's just my, from my point of view, what I see. A little light hazing's okay. I mean, I didn't mean to be. I know what you mean, though. When it comes to player safety, yeah, I mean, it's not cool to throw at someone's head. I don't think he necessarily had to throw at his head. Yeah, yeah the, the kind of thing with that is, like, in in the game of baseball, the if you're going to throw at someone, the, all pitchers know this. If you're going to throw at someone and you know you're going to throw at someone, you're aiming for their, their lower back or their butt. Mm-hmm. And you do it you're on the first fine. pitch. You do it on the first pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone, you go for the meatier parts. Mm-hmm. And like I think the timing was kind of poor, considering that Correa just hit a absolute missile. I think the at bat before, so I think the timing was a little bit off. Maybe save it for a day because I think the next day he went over three. So maybe save it for that day. Um, if you must do something. But I mean, at the end of the day, they don't. I, they might play each other again. It's, there's going to be fireworks. We all knew this was going to happen anyway. Um, I think that's really going to be the most of it, uh, besides when the Yankees play them. But they're still a good team. They're still going to perform as much as people don't want them to. So that's just my take on it. Yeah, I really don't like this suspension, though. I really don't like that. I don't I, like I just, it either. I don't really like it, but I understand that there. Well, I understand why it happened, just as an incentive. Like, hey, don't throw at them because you're talking about someone's, like, you're arguably talking about someone's career because you, because a lot of pitchers don't have enough control to throw it directly at their butt or something, 
and they'll miss and throw it, hit a risk because that's the whole season and possibly next season too, you know? Yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, that's definitely true. But uh, nonetheless, we did enjoy it. Most baseball fans enjoyed the fireworks we saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed um, the fireworks. I loved it. Like, that's what makes baseball exciting. Definitely. It's like fighting in hockey. Uh-huh. WrestleMania has got nothing on Joe Kelly. Yeah, we the Vince McMahon needs to call uh, Joe Kelly and say, hey, I need you on my uh, show, like, immediately, ASAP. <laughs> Honestly, uh, bring fighting yeah. into baseball. Do it like hockey. Just have two guys deke it out in the batter's box. Whoever uh, gets knocked out, uh, two-game suspension. <laughs> well, Virgil, that wouldn't be going by CDC guidelines, so unfortunately that cannot happen this year. Those, those damn CDC well, guidelines. You guys see the uh, coronavirus? The Pirates and... What? What was it? You sorry? You had a complete utter malfunction of audio oh, there. The pirates. Uh, the pirates. Uh, manager. They are. They were arguing with the umpire. And oh yeah, and they had I to have their mask so on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. The pirates manager was just like, "Screw it," took it off. Oh yeah, the whole situation was just funny as hell because mm-hmm. the whole reason why that happened in the first place is they threw out one of their pitchers, Derek Holland, and he went in the stands and started talking stuff to the umpire in the stands, which I thought was hilarious. Honestly, they they should be allowed to do that with all this stuff. Send them into the stands, have them be fans. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, mean, I liked it. I thought I, I liked it too. But, well, uh, we're, let's get some questions in before we get out of here. Um, so, our first question, I actually received this one on Facebook on a post I made regarding something that had something to do with baseball. Um, let's see, where is it? Here it is. So on my Facebook page, I posted the link to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, um, will the champions be really classified as the champions? I've heard this same argument with the NBA. I think, in my opinion, it should have an asterisk, like an asterisk behind it, but I think that's more of a positive because it's definitely going to be more difficult and more – it's just more mentally taxed this year than any other year because of all the situation. Granted, the season is shortened, but with this such a heavy on top of the whole season, it's definitely harder, I think, to win a championship this year. Agreed. Um, I think – because they've had – I. I think they've had this conversation for every sport, except obviously football, because football is in the off season. Like, does this matter more, uh, more or less? I think it's harder to win this year um, in all three major sports that are having their seasons right now. Um, I know hockey's had that massive conversation because the cup it means like it just means that much. Um, like it 
because it's like the same championship every year or whatever. Um, so they hold it in a higher regard. Um, like, is it worth ho- ho- yeah, is it worth hoisting the cup or is it worth winning that World Series? Um, I think it means the same, if not more. I think so too. Um, I definitely think that it should mean more because this is a season that's historic. Um, it's a season that should be celebrated as like, wow, we got through a season. We may not be able to, but if we do, it should mm-hmm. be celebrated. And I think that winner 100% should still be um, the real champion. And I'm going to say that because if I said, no, they shouldn't, and then the Yankees win, I'm just completely screwing myself there. Yeah, it matters unless the Yankees win. If the Yankees win, no count. Uh, of course, of course. Coming from yeah. a Mets fan. Yes, because pain. When is the next Subway series? Look at this. Uh, it's coming soon. You guys are going to smack us, but it's coming soon. Yeah, definitely. We'll smack you guys. You know, with the DH, it's just, it's... it depends on who pitches. Oh, uh, the end of August is the next Subway series. It should be fun. Uh, oh, the Mets are about to blow a uh, seven, eight, uh, six run late. That's always fun. Lovely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just something the Mets will uh, will do this entire season because they're the Mets. Um, two more questions. Uh, the second question, can the Rays overtake the Yankees in the AL East? Here's the no. deal. No. Here's the deal. Here is the deal. These are the AL's two best teams, and or and I mean, two of the top five. They, yeah, just to be safe, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. And they're gonna give they're gonna give us a nice fight for the division, definitely. But Tampa has just always been right on the cusp. They haven't been there, but they've been right on the cusp. Um, they have what quite possibly this year might be baseball's best pitching staff. And yet they're not the highest scoring team. It's going to, they're going to score enough runs to win ball games. That's for sure what the pitching staff they have, but the Yankees are good too. And they will hundred percent be in the postseason again. I mean, mm-hmm. Hicks judge Stanton. Um, if Paxton can pitch well, I know he had some trouble the other night. Um, if they stay healthy, I mean, the Yankees are going to go deep into the postseason, and that's just bound to happen. There's just nothing that can, I guess, challenge that. Um, see, in my opinion, I think that the Rays won't be able to beat the Yankees regular season, but in the postseason, with that pitching staff, line that up correctly, and I think they have a shot to beat the Yankees. Um, pitch. I mean, pitching wins games. You've seen it time in and time out with uh, like Strasburg carrying on the wild card last year. Uh, with Strasburg carrying the um, Nats. Yeah, the Nats last year, and the Rays playing the Astros last year and almost beating them because of their pitching. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. The Rays, like you said, are always on the cusp when it comes to the division, but give it and. 
I mean, Rays versus any team, you line that pitching rotation up against any lineup in baseball, and they're going to perform. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the Rays, like, they just don't – unless they have an outlier season from someone or they bring in, which is very unlikely, they bring in some type of MVP caliber offensive player, the, their offense just isn't a potent enough to compete with the Yankees. Their pitching, their starting rotation is – probably better than the Yankees. Their bullpen, you could have the Yankees in the Rays, 1A, 1B. I wouldn't be mad if you put the Rays above the, the Yankees in terms of bullpen because they're just that good. But unless they bring in uh, some major pop into the lineup, they'll never pass up Yankees due to that fact. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's a solid answer. Um. I just think that um, it's going to be tight like it typically is, and I do think that Tampa can definitely make a run for it, especially with a extended postseason. I mean, even without the extended postseason, they'd probably make a run for it and end up in the wild card. And that's only because the Yankees will win the division, and I just think that's just bound to happen. Mm-hmm. But maybe some people um, won't agree with that. And are so... Our third and final question, and this we kind of touched base on a little bit earlier. Will and should Shohei Otani still be a two-way player? No. I, I think he can't. I don't know. Because Unless he, if he can get back to form pitching-wise. I don't see the benefit. Besides the roster spot, I don't see the benefit in his pitching because he's a significantly better batter. On those days that he is pitching, after the sixth inning, he's no longer available because you're taking him out of the game. Um, and he hasn't really performed pitching-wise, and he's probably more likely to hurt uh, his shoulder again pitching too. So I don't see that much upside besides the roster spot, especially when he's not performing. Yeah, that's a good argument. I mean, Joe Madden as a manager, he probably loves this – as a challenge, Joe Madden's always loved the challenge as a manager. He's the manager now. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. He's the manager. He had a pretty bold statement uh, regarding the players who didn't want to play, saying, like, if you don't want to play Major League Baseball this year, then you're just not cut out for baseball or something along Besides those lines. Besides Trout. Just to clarify. <laughs> when, when, when it came to Trout, he was like, no, you, you're fine. Whatever you want to do. Like if I don't, if you want to sit out for the next three seasons because COVID, by all means, have fun. We'll be we'll be here when you come back. If you want to go right ahead and Bobby Bonilla this team, have fun. We'll allow it. Ah, uh, so, that's a cheap. That's a bit, little bit of a cheap shot. A <laughs> little bit, but you know. Sorry that your front office mismanaged that. Honestly, um, we're not really paying for it anymore because it's all out of um. I mean, it's all just coming out for insurance and whatever, so it doesn't really Pretty bother much. me. The same thing with the Islanders. What they did, I'm not sure if you guys know, but uh, they had a goalie and they ended up paying the goalie. It was like some 15 year contract, and after two years, he retired. Uh, same scenario with that. Yeah. Way to finesse the system. Yes, sir. And I mean, injuries happen. Like he didn't walk away. It was, 
injury, but that's just the stuff that sucks in baseball or any sports because injuries happen. And like the Chiefs with um, what's going to happen with the Chiefs and Mahomes? Mahomes, I don't think is going to play every single one of those years. Um, How long was the contract? Twelve years? Ten years? Twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's 25, 26, 27, something like that. He can do it. Oh, he can. Um, barring any injuries, that's my only thing. Mm. All right. Well, wait. What gonna... was the original question? We kind of got off topic a little bit. We were talking about Otani, but I think we touched base uh, on it. I mean, we yeah. hit. We hit. Yeah. I love watching him pitch. I think he's just an anomaly. Just like. Guys throws a hundred and still can take you four fifty, and then he throws a, a ninety mile an hour splitter that just drops off the table. Agreed. It's fun to watch. Right, yeah, but I mean, it's you do have impressive. a solid argument with the injuries. It's a solid argument. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from like a team management standpoint, I don't want to risk it. And what he showed you last year, hitting two ninety with thirty bombs. I mean. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want that in your lineup? That's yeah. true. Right. All right, guys. Well, good stuff. Um, guys, if you haven't already done so, please, like I said earlier, go check us out on Instagram. Once again, our Instagram is first underscore and underscore third dot baseball. That's first underscore and underscore third dot baseball. Check us out every Sunday. Um, Keep up to date with our Instagram. You can find us on Spotify and Anchor. Uh, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. We look to have you back soon. Um, My pleasure. It was fun. Yeah, man. It was a a good time. Um, Looking forward to uh, getting some good conversations in in the future. Virgil, Mm -hmm. as always, thank you for uh, co-hosting. Thank you. Landon, uh, sorry you couldn't be here, bud, but we will get you in next week for sure. Um, yeah, I thought that you. was a shot at Landon for a second. I thought you were cutting to Landon and just like, good job. Oh, you want me to come after Landon? Okay, I got you. Dang. No, no. Landon. I could, I could, do, it. I could do it, but I'm not going to. Miss you, Landon. <laughs> miss you 100% this week. Mm-hmm, definitely. But uh, other than that, um, thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'm out of here.